The Profitable Designer Show is the best show in the industry for design businesses to learn about building offers, traffic, marketing, sales, and ultimate business mastery. Patrick O'Connell is the founder of ProfitableDesigner.com, a global movement of designers who are turning their expertise and skill set into its most profitable and long-term business model. Now, here's your host, Patrick O'Connell. Okay, guys, what we're going to discuss today is how to transition to a virtual design business. So how to go fully 100% online. This is something that I've been uh, doing now for the last two and a half years. I was able to successfully transition to a completely online business, you know, serving predominantly clients in Australia and China from the United Kingdom. Okay, so completely online. What I'm going to do today is just take you through the really key ingredients as to how to build a virtual design business model, how to take your design expertise, you know, take your face-to-face consulting experience and make adjustments to it so that it works as a functional online business. You know, the impact of the coronavirus over the last 80 to 100 days means that there's many designers who are starting to look for alternatives as to how they can sell their skills and sell their expertise. So let's get stuck into these key ingredients okay we've got four key ingredients here and then what i'm going to do is take you through the long-term benefit of building towards a virtual design business model so ingredient number one is having the mindset that it's possible okay this is probably the toughest piece of the ingredient to acquire but it's just fully understanding that it is possible to attract close and convert you know very good quality design clients online without meeting these people face to face even being in the same city or the same town obviously the thing that makes this hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around is that it's a couple of very significant steps forward from the traditional design business model but you have to be really open to this idea And you need to have the mindset that this is going to work and that it could possibly work. And the best way to, you know, back up the potential belief that this is possible is to understand that the majority of online businesses, you know, you might be scrolling through Facebook, you know, you might be searching on Google, predominantly most businesses conduct themselves 100% online. Okay, so what says that you cannot take your design services and do the exact same thing, right? We've already got, you know, a lot of online sites that do and offer design services like Fiverr, Upwork, Freelancer, and the preconceived notion is that you can only generate online design clients at a very low cost or very low customer value. And I'm going to tell you right now that that is incorrect and that you have the capacity to charge just as much, if not more, for an online service because what people are paying for is the solution. They're not paying for your time. They're not paying for where you're doing it from. And the value of face-to-face is not something that the client and the decision maker really values, all right? They value the end result. So really opening yourself up to the idea that this is possible and building a mindset that you're gonna move towards it and that you can you know, possibly achieve this as an outcome, be completely virtual or push, you know, towards the idea of being completely virtual is by far the most important ingredient. 
The second ingredient is understanding that right where we are right now, you know, the impact of the virus uh, over, you know, the last couple of months means that the business's needs have evolved, okay? Which means that what they were doing two or three months ago or how they were thinking has completely changed. And a lot of people might think, oh, this means that a lot of businesses are going into pack up and defensive mode. But this is not the case. A lot of businesses are seeing this as the opportunity to really take some substantial steps forward and to tackle a couple of you know big key issues that they might not have had time to tackle when things were just moving at the right speed. This has opened up a big opportunity pocket for a lot of businesses to take care of things that are lower down the priority list and even address things that you know were front of mind. This means this evolving, changing need of the market based on the context of where we all sit in the economy means huge new market opportunities. Huge. Because this is going to pave the way of a new economy, which means that there's going to be new problems in the marketplace, which means that people are going to be conducting business in an entirely different manner. More people pushing online, which is what we're talking about here, which means that a lot of businesses are starting to pursue a greater digital presence, a greater online presence. And this means a lot of designers are going to be able to offer goods and services that are going to allow people to create their own virtual transition. So please understand the second ingredient is really understanding that the market is going to change and it has been changing. You know, it has been changing for 40, 50, 100 years, okay? A lot of designers and a lot of design businesses that really start to fizzle out do so because they do not adapt to the problems that the market faces, okay? Please understand that there is always going to be businesses that are going to see this time as the time to lock up, protect, don't spend any money, but I can guarantee the successful ones are the ones saying, look, where can we invest money right now? to get that competitive edge against the other people that we're competing against in the market so that the minute that the floodgates open, when the restrictions ease, we can be top of mind. We can be first to market. We can, you know, eat up market share. Okay, these are the companies they're going to be looking to invest in solving their problems and there's going to be a lot of problems that design can solve. So ingredient number three is also a biggie. This is a solution to a problem that no one else is offering. So this is the exact reason that many designers struggle to grow, right? The reason that many designers who realize they need to move beyond relying on word of mouth and referrals, you know, they go out to the marketplace, they start reaching out to strangers, connecting to people on Facebook, on LinkedIn, even, you know, running some money on paid ads. The reason that they are not able to generate any attention not able to get people on the phone and not able to close them into projects is because they're solving a problem that's already been solved, okay? Everybody in the marketplace already has their go-to designers, all right? And everybody in the marketplace is more likely if they need design services, if they need design solutions, they're gonna be searching online for them and find someone in their immediate area. Why? Because it's easier, okay? Most people though, most people already have designers that they know and trust, okay? So unless we can come to the market, unless we can approach something with a completely different offer, we are going to struggle 
to win business outside of our immediate network. And most designers know that their immediate network just isn't big enough to supply them with enough revenue over the year to to build a substantial business. Okay, so the way that you want to be thinking about this is imagine that I knock on your door and I've got a flashy new fridge, you know, brand new fridge, state of the art, it's uh, freezes, you know, the, the temperature range is way more uh, manipulatable. The energy efficiency is way greater than your fridge. It's got a bigger storage capacity. You're able to search the internet on the door and it's half the price of what you spent on your fridge, right? Are you going to buy that fridge? Yes or no? No. Why? Because the problem's already been solved. You've already got a fridge, even though it's you know operating at 20% uh, less performance than this fridge that I'm presenting you at your door, the problem's already been solved. So you don't need to spend any more money on it or go through the strain of dealing with somebody else or a new product. Okay, this is how you want to think about the design space. And this is the reason that many designers can't scale and they can't grow outside of their immediate, you know, word of mouth or referral network is because when they push into new networks, they are solving a problem that's already been solved by somebody else. Everybody knows, likes and trusts designers. You know, they've already got their existing design contacts. And if they don't, they know someone who's connected to a designer. Okay, so why should they spend money with you over somebody they know and trust, okay? The only way and the best way to answer this is to solve a particular problem that nobody else is providing the solution to, okay? Which means moving beyond just pure design services because anybody can get design services anywhere in any city at any time. But what people can't get is solutions to problems, okay? The more refined, the more specific the problem is that you can solve, that nobody else is offering, the greater the likelihood that people will be prepared to spend money with you even if you're not in the same city, even if you're not in the same state, even if you're not in the same country. Why? Because you're the best person that has communicated that you can address the problem that they're currently running through. All right, and this is the key to breaking through into the mass market, into the market that represents, you know, 99.9% recurring of your opportunity because now you're moving outside of your word of mouth and referral system. The problem for most designers is they don't focus on a specific problem. They don't position their business around this problem and their solution, which means that they're selling design services at a hyper-commoditized competitive rate in order to just compete with every other Tom, Dick, and Harry out there, okay? So you have to understand that you need to move to solving a particular problem for the marketplace, and the way that you solve that problem is by understanding that people are willing to invest in your knowledge and how you're able to get them to the outcome just as much, if not more, as the physical labor and the services that you use to get them to that outcome. So this means trying to find one particular problem that you can address based on your past client experience or your exposure to industry, a big problem that nobody else is communicating that they can solve the entire thing of, okay? So nobody wants web design. They want 
a website in order to achieve something because they have an existing problem, right? Nobody wants branding design. They want branding because they believe it will contribute to a particular solution based on the problem that they have. So what you need to do is figure out a problem in the marketplace, a really high value problem, and focus specifically on communicating that you specialize in this problem and it has to be a painful problem. And if you do that and you communicate effectively that you can solve this problem and nobody else is communicating they can, people will go the best option, no matter where you're based. And this is fundamentally the key to virtual online business success. It's being the best option people have. When you're the best option, people don't care where you're located. But if people have an abundance of options to go with, they're going to go the ones that's the easiest to pick. You know, if you have, if you live in Melbourne, Australia, right, and somebody offers you design services from the States, if you don't see much of a difference between that person's design services and someone that you can get locally in Melbourne, you're picking the Melbourne person. Right, But if you're based in Melbourne and there's a designer offering you design services based in Melbourne, but there's somebody in the States communicating that they can solve the exact problem that you're looking to address, you're going to pick the person in the States. Why? Because they're speaking A, specifically to you, and B, they're talking about the exact solution and transformation that you're looking to make. Okay, so this third ingredient, a solution to a problem that no one else is offering, is, besides the mindset, the absolute key from a strategy standpoint to opening up the opportunity to build a virtual design business. Without this, you are really going to struggle to penetrate markets outside of your own immediate networks. Ingredient number four, this is pretty simple and pretty basic. We already all know what this software is and would love to have shares in these guys because I can imagine over the last, you know, 10 weeks, uh, the amount of users that have, you know, flooded onto this platform has probably, you know, increased by 10 times. But we're talking about Zoom here. You want to figure out how to integrate Zoom into your design business model at a regular basis through all of the required steps from client education all the way through to closing and all the way through to client delivery. So what you need to do is ask yourself from the existing face-to-face and over-the-phone points of contact through your entire marketing, sales, and delivery process for your design business, how can you replace each of those components with Zoom and any digital means? Okay, so that's the fourth ingredient and that's probably the most basic, but people are starting to wrap their head around, you know, I reckon half of the market are already completely fine, you know, doing business just on Zoom, but it's an emerging thing and people are going to be more accepting of it as we move forward. So you want to really use that as a tool to close the gap, close that personal gap that people feel like they're losing, not dealing with you face to face. So they're the four ingredients and now what I want to do is tell you about the long-term benefit of building towards this because this is where things get really exciting and this is where the real scale comes in to what your future design business model could look like. Once you believe that it is possible to move completely virtual, once you understand that there's always going to be new opportunity 
uh, presenting itself in the market as the business scope evolves and the economy evolves and the way people conduct and exchange money, right? You build that offer and you start to replace the face-to-face components with you know digital software like Zoom or Skype, right? Once you've set this all up, the long-term benefit of doing this is that you have now deleted location independence. Why is this important? Well, this opens you up to literally everybody in the world, which obviously dramatically increases the size of your marketplace because we're working on solving a hyper-specific problem and we open ourselves up to pretty much the entire Western world, we've dramatically increased the likelihood that we can find more people with the high value problem that we can solve. And the minute that we get a couple of people on board and they all have the same problem and it's a high value problem they're willing to invest a good amount of money in, then we can start to experiment and explore the idea of paid traffic and find more of these opportunities more often. Okay, so this is the real big benefit, the long-term benefit towards building towards a virtual design business. Okay, so four really key ingredients, guys, to start making that transition today. Understanding that the long-term benefit means that your market pool goes from your immediate location, you know, the population of your immediate city to pretty much the entire Western world. So that's it for today, guys. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of this and I'll speak to you really soon.